Arms Out Like Wings Christmas and Bullying At the end of the autumn term, we always had a big Christmas party in the main hall. This took place on the last night of term, and unlike other special events, the whole school could stay up until the bitter end. At other events, like bonfire night, students would be peeled off for bedtime according to age. Juniors first, then tweenies from first floor dorms, then second floor, then seniors, then students who went to bed whenever they chose. We could even be collected by our parents on the night of the Christmas party if our parents were willing to come out late. And of course, mine always were. For this very special event, we were allowed to wear home clothes and months of preparation would go into choosing our outfits. We were encouraged to perform our own choreographed pieces on and in front of the grand staircase. We didn't have to perform. It was completely voluntary but there was never any lack of willing participants. The show would go on and on, alongside the wonderful Christmas dinner that Bill and Mabel would cook for us. The smell of cooking pervaded the whole house from about 11 o'clock in the morning, driving us all wild with hunger and anticipation. Zara and I sang Sisters from White Christmas one year, complete with huge feather fans and high heels. We carefully walked down the stairs, waving our fans and singing, which was not natural to either of us, as singing, especially in heels, was not something we had done much of. It was a big challenge, as we had drunk a whole bottle of Cinzano Bianco beforehand, followed by a carrier bag full of chocolate that we had saved up for the occasion. We were feeling both sick and dizzy drunk as we descended the big wooden stairs in front of the whole school. We were given free reign to decorate our dorms for Christmas. In junior dorm, there was a big window decorating competition each year, and this was taken very seriously. Bullying was not something that really happened in the school. We were taught to look out and care for each other. But of course, there were a few incidents that were upsetting, and I still feel bad about this one time that I was really mean to a girl in junior dorm. I had been elevated a bit too fast in status amongst the juniors due to my doing Miss Marsh's classes. I had been in junior dorm for so long, two years, having come to the school so young, and was now feeling overly confident amongst my peers. A tiny girl, who nonetheless was older than me, having got the vibe that I was to be looked up to and emulated, took it upon herself to completely copy the Christmas window that my friends and I were making. Every time we put up so much as a piece of tinsel, they put up an identical piece on their window. To begin with, we thought it was a joke and there was a lot of giggling and pantomime, but by the time our windows were almost done, being opposite each other, they looked like a reflection of one another. Rather clever, really. But we were suddenly afraid that it was going to hamper our chances of winning the window competition. I was elected to basically make them change their window and this one poor little girl was elected to be their spokesperson and she was not going to budge. I had never really yelled at anyone before and to begin with it felt weird 
But then I got into it. A total rant poured from me. I couldn't seem to stop. In front of my eyes, this tiny girl dissolved. Instead of putting my arms around her, I just went on and on. It felt strangely good and powerful. I hate admitting this and I hate the fact that it is me I'm talking about. I can put my hand on my heart and say that I've never done anything like this in my life since, but in a way it taught me a lesson. I immediately reassessed the concept of being top dog, having momentarily been top bitch. I also learnt that bullies are sometimes swept away with the moment and that if they don't have an epiphany like I did that day, they might continue with the rush they can get from it and just get meaner and meaner. I guess it taught me not to judge too. As for that little girl, she and her group changed their window and probably never spoke to us again and I really don't blame her. We won the window competition, but it was a bitter prize. I was on the receiving end of some bullying in the beginning too. My parents let me take a friend whose parents were overseas out with us one viz weekend. We went to my Italian godmother, Auntie Lina's house in Hastings. My mum and Auntie Lina always chatted incessantly to each other in Italian from the moment they got together to the moment they parted. So it didn't bother me at all that my friend wouldn't be able to understand their conversation. And anyway, she had me to talk to. When we got back to school, I overheard her talking in the loose to someone. She said she had thought I was a nice girl until she met my family, who rudely spoke Italian the whole time and smoked in the car. I heard every word and confronted my friend as she left the toilet. She was completely nonplussed and said that she had not realised that my parents were so working class and wouldn't have come out with us had she known. I was so sad, not that I was from a different background to most of the children in the school, but that I had become friends with such a snob. Needless to say, we were no longer friends. One boy. In an establishment, there are going to be a few odd bods. Less so at the school, because we were mostly all talented and there for the same reason. But one person had a harder time than any other. This was the one boy in the school. Nobody, as far as I know, bullied this boy, but nobody really took much notice of him either, which was maybe as hard as being bullied. I believe he must have had a hard existence at the school, and I have no idea why his parents would have put him through it. He was not a particularly talented dancer by any stretch of the imagination. His limbs were not supple or strong and he was shy, which is a non-starter for dancers of any kind. At break times, we used to buy buns in the corridors by the art room for three pence each. This corridor seemed to be where he hung out the whole time. I think he may have had a little room in the art room to change in, all alone. It breaks my heart to think of him there. When we were buying these buns at break time, we took great glee in asking for sticky willies, a plain bun with white icing on, and we used to lick them suggestively in front of him. Not to taunt him in any way, he was simply invisible to us, and as an all-girls bar him school, we exercised complete freedom in girly talk. I have met him since a few times, and thankfully, he said that our little group were some of the very few people who did actually include him, but I honestly can't remember ever playing or dancing with him. When we were a bit older, he started to 
take care of the technical side of the summer performances and I think and hope that he may have found some happiness there. <laughs>